Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, welcome to Cody and Gold. Yes, it's Jay Binkley again, just temporarily. Dustman's on his uh, way back. He was a uh, Doing some uh, Fox 4 things, I think. So uh, we're waiting for Dustman. He'll be in here in just a minute. A popular man he is. And Drew Nixon here as well. Of course. This is your show, Drew. <laughs> I, I don't say that. I am a part of it. It's your day. This is your big deal, man. This is your big day. You get bingle stuff on. You're ready to rock. You're feeling good. You're feeling great. It's about you. This weekend's about you, man. Uh, all right. You know what? I, there's something I always want it's to ask. It's about the Bengals this week and the Chiefs. There's always something I want to ask you. And yeah. you're loyal to your team, and I appreciate that because if I was working in any other market, I'd still be a Chiefs guy. You know what I'm saying? Good. Whether I'm in Seattle or Dallas or it doesn't matter. Cincinnati? Cincinnati, yeah. That's right. It would be. Sure. I would love it. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be rocking it there. But you follow the local team, obviously. But my, my question is, have you learned – because probably – I mean, you didn't spend like you spent most of your time on your team, of course. But being here in the daily in and outs of the Chiefs, and you hear from Mahomes, and you hear from Andy Reid, you hear from the players, and you watch every game intently with the Chiefs to give your best, you know, really an unbiased opinion about how they're playing yeah. each and every week. Have you liked that? I mean, has that been has that been fun for you? Do you, do oh, you have yeah. a different it's understanding a of this team than you did in the past? Because clearly you know a lot more about the Chiefs than you did in the past. Totally. To- totally and completely. Like it, give, it gives you a, a, an appreciation a little bit more. Like obviously, when they play each other, I'm gonna. Well, I, I get it, man. I can't you can't knock the thing, you for the that. Thing you too, like who you oh, like. Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm not anti Chiefs because I've picked them in all but two weeks of the season to win games. So it's well, not you, like you I you like them better now though. Oh uh, yeah, I would say really? so. Really, I, I appreciate. I have a more of an appreciation. Um, for everybody, I, you know, I appreciate Patrick Mahomes more because of watching the quarterback series. Like I enjoy those documentaries. You appreciate the players involved and that stuff more. I, I like Travis Kelsey before I moved here. I liked, I didn't mind Patrick Mahomes. I thought the whole smoking on the Joe Burrow thing was hilarious to me. I know a lot of Bengals fans get really irritated. I think that is the most funniest thing ever. It is great. I love it. I, I think it's good. I, I, I've appreciated uh, not only being here, but also, you know, Watching the Chiefs play all year and I'm being able to talk about it. it's fun. On you, you know? Oh, yeah, it has. Because when you follow them in and out, and they, they're an interesting team. I mean, they, they are that. Especially, I mean, especially you have the tight this, end this dating a pop star and Taylor Swift. I mean, they've been interesting. But things get blown out of proportion. I brought it up yesterday, Drew. 
like the sideline outbursts. There's so many cameras nowadays, right? Anytime these athletes yeah. do anything, it's just it's just a different time of day. It's like back in the day if Joe Namath had cameras on him, you know, going in and out of bars. Because <laughs> everybody's got a cell phone now. Like, you can't mm-hmm. make a mistake because it's, it's being seen. It's on Twitter or whatever thing. It's yep. it, you can't do anything. And all the cameras are now watching for the Chiefs to have a, a blow-up. It'll be made a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, all around this thing, Tom Brady's thrown tablets down. Last night, Joe Flacco was yelling at his receivers. I, did you see that? <laughs> I did. Like, he was mad as hell. He was mad as hell to his wide receivers. If that happened to the Chiefs, it would be blown up. It would be on first take. It would be on NFL Network. Like Mahomes blows up a receivers, right? What I know, Joe, but I think, Joe Flacco did yesterday. The Browns totally would have been blown out of proportion. I know, but isn't that what we're asking for, Bank? Because if we get the same thing every week, and I, I understand why at first in weeks four, five, six, seven, and eight, you're going to say we, we we're, we're going to keep on working. We we got to be better in these areas. I'm going to take the blame for it because Patrick has changed his tone a little bit. It's not as much I need to be better as much as it is we got to be better. Sure. He's not taking all the blame anymore for this. That's what Kelsey does as well. And, but I think that there there comes a point where, and I said this yesterday on the show, and it, whether it's Andy, whether it's Nagy, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick said in his presser um, on on a Tuesday that they they asked him if it's time for him to show a little tough love. And he's like, I'm just not that guy, man. If you know me, you know I see the guys the work put the work the guys put in, and I get that. But if you're putting the work in and you're still having issues in week 17 of the season, week 16 of the season, isn't there a point where you just don't blow up at the refs in a situation where I get why he was mad in that situation? But that was go, a volcano but, ready to burst but, because of what happened in Green Bay. But I think you have to go and address the wide receiver problem directly. Like, get fired up at your guys, and whether they take it badly or not, there comes a point where I think you have to do it. He went and did it to the offensive line last week, and they got a little bit better. Like, I, that was more of a motivational thing. I think I know, but I, McClain was right behind it. I, I mean, think people want to see it, though, it for the wide receivers. It was misconstrued. I'm with you on that. But the organization, too. Yeah. Like, Kadarius Tony, I know they owe him $2.5 million next year. Like, I would have made an example of somebody. And granted, right now, they don't have a lot of players to go out there and catch the football. But somebody, because yeah. I was so frustrated in the postgame when I started seeing the snap counts. And I'm like, 80% of the snaps MVS played. Justin Watson coming in with 49 snaps? I'm like, the Chiefs spent a good portion of that game playing with 10 players instead of 11. Like, you can't win in the NFL playing yeah. with 10 players instead of 11. R- Richie James, I was hearing you, early, I was, I was hearing you earlier. Richie James more. should get played more, and he was more productive in the time that he did play. So it, it, it it's just obvious that he should be getting more snaps. I don't know what you would do exactly and how you would distribute them, but how many did he have? You, you said 20, 21. Is that what he had? He had 22 snaps. 22. He had three catches, 54 yards. He had the 45-yarders, the longest in the game. He only had, what, Three percent of the snaps the week before he only had two snaps. It's like I, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like what's the holdup? And they used him in the preseason. He looked great up in training camp. But the bottom line is, he's productive in the National Football League. That that's the part that that bothers me the Here most. Blank. It's like you're looking for answers. You really want someone that, that actually catches the football. He does. He's coming off a seventy target year with the Giants. He had fifty seven catches. Do you know how long it would take? Do you think Darius Tony in his career will have a 57-catch season? Because I'd say no. 
He won't even come close to it. Probably not after seeing what he did this year. But he had 57 for 569, four touchdowns. He's number two in the Giants in catches, number two in the Giants in yards, and that's with Daniel Jones. 70 targets, 57 catches. It's a pretty good ratio. Uh, he's the, your power turner, so you trust him. Yeah. You pr- trust him in crucial situations. So you trust him, you know, when the football is being punted and a guy's like within a yard of him or two yards of him, right? You trust him in those situations. Yeah. That shows pretty dependable. Again, you don't have any choices. There's not many other things to do. No one else is walking through that door. He's on your team. He's on your roster. I get it. It's a one-year deal. But you got to put that, you know, who's going to be here in the future? Who do we want to develop? You know, who do who's still under contract? Who do we want to see? You got to make executive decisions, man. That's that's my only thing is accountability. Listen, I, I even said it this week um, during the post, Drew, is because I was hearing the things from, you know, Reed Mahomes. It was things I could have heard in week three or four, right? We need to get better at this or that. It's like, we're at the end of the year, man. Three, week three or four, and you say that, okay. You say it now, and it's kind of like, you know, whatever. But they, yeah. they, the one thing they can correct is the sideline mantra or whatever, just getting mad at everybody, just getting mad. They, that That's something that can be the, – catching the football – I don't know if it can, can be corrected at this point. You could do jugs machines all day. I don't think you can correct that at this point. That stuff you can. We know that stuff you can you can correct. But there's a lot of things. I mean, that offensive line and toughness issue, because it showed me something early on in the season. They were playing tough. The defense has really bullied players around. That's why the defense is so good. Yeah. The offensive line has that capability. But I know that everybody wants to pin things on Patrick. But the bottom line is, if your line is not blocking, like he had to worry about Max Crosby in his face the entire game. So however he played good or bad in that game, it was, it was dictated because as soon as he took the snap, he was worried about getting hit because Max Crosby was back there that fast. And then you have to worry about receivers catching it. Those are two major problems. And you're not able to run the football with your running game. Yeah. So you had to be the running game. So a lot of it was coming on him. That was a lot of stuff on him. And that's where you get to him forcing passes. That's where you get to him making mistakes. And he's not as efficient. And it's not it's not Patrick not it's not Patrick Mahomes not being as good as he always has been. It's that there's so much going wrong. He's he he's making mistakes because of it. And it's not necessarily some of it is his fault, but not all of it is. And I think that that, that might be the most worrying thing particularly is the offensive line started out playing pretty well over the last couple of weeks. We've seen the penalties. We've seen more sacks allowed. And you're going up against Trey Hendrickson this week and, and, a, and a pretty solid pass rush that the Bengals have. Um, but looking even further into the season, when you get to the postseason, you have to be able to protect your quarterback. And if you're having issues, whether it be, for, whether it be from Juan A. Morris, you know, going through some of the rookie bumps, and I don't know if Patrick doesn't necessarily trust him over there. I mean, he has to at this point because Donovan Smith still can't get healthy, still has the stinger going on, which seems like it's been going on way longer than anybody expected it to be. Juwan Taylor is struggling. And even, I mean, even going to Trey Smith having some problems and Creed's not snapping the ball as efficiently as he was. But I mean, it's, it sounds like it's nitpicking, I, I guess, a little bit. but No, but it's a big issue going into the draft because all of a sudden you want to concentrate on receivers and stuff. And now I, eh, maybe you get to work on linemen. I, I mean, I think in the end, the the most interesting thing is it's not necessarily the on-field performances that worry me at this point because it's the bed that you've made if you're the Chiefs. It, it's what's going to happen. It's the extra stuff. It's Patrick Mahomes being the leader that he's supposed to be and Matt Nagy 
developing a game plan that is good enough to be called. And I think that, and I know that we talked about it earlier in the year is did the chiefs miss Eric B enemy? I mean, just going into the game, I felt like, and I don't know, cause I, I haven't paid as much attention to the chiefs until this year. I, I, I did, but obviously living here has changed things that we talked about, but it always seemed like the chiefs would be the first to punch you in the mouth in years past. They were going to get, off to a hot start, and they weren't going to look back at all whatsoever. If they didn't have any to get behind, they'd be able to come back. We haven't been able to see, we haven't even seen that this year, and also the offense has struggled to get off to a good start lately. The defense has as well. It, it, where is that punch you in the mouth first from the Chiefs? I haven't, we haven't seen it in a long time, and I don't know if it's just night. Like, how do you, coming in, I think that, that should be where you're, almost at your absolute best and you're at your most unstoppable, if you will, is right when you're coming in. You got the game plan, you figured it out, you go out and you score a touchdown right right away, boom, here we go. Instead, they lose 18 yards in the first quarter against the Raiders of all teams, and at that point, you just can't figure it out. You're you're allowing sacks, uh, you're you're having issues with the wide receivers running routes. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes is saying, just call the damn play. To Matt and Aggie, because the play's getting called in too late. It's like he can't make up his mind as to what to call. Like, he doesn't have a plan. And that's the thing. Like, those are the things, those little errors. When I talked about the, yeah. Chiefs, the Chiefs are minus 10 in, in, in turnovers. That's dead last. The Bengals are plus 8, which is second best. The Bengals are the 31st penalized team in the league. The Raiders are 32nd. They were number one. So, in two straight weeks, they're playing the top two teams that don't get penalties. That's discipline. I mean, that's discipline not to get those things. And the Chiefs... This is areas they excelled in. It was always, mm. you know, planning ahead and the coaching. And, you know, the Chiefs are ready. The Chiefs were just ready for you each and every week. They played so much football. They knew each other so well. The chemistry was so tight. They would go out and they would put pressure on you. The Chiefs would constantly put pressure on you. If you're a defensive coordinator, you worried about what the Chiefs were going to do to you. I'll never forget Wink Martindale when he was a defensive coordinator of the Ravens. He's with the Giants now. But he had said there's two plays, the play they call and the play they run. Mahomes will take every game and make it a backyard football game. That's what they did. They had fun. It was like just creating plays, you know, back then because they knew each other so well. Tyreek knew when to come back, and Kelsey knows him, and you can't get on the same page with some of the other guys. They tried it down in Camp Pat trying to, you know, get players acclimated with mm. Pat. I think that thing's huge doing that. I think more teams will, yeah, it helps. will try to do that. It's a big thing. But to me, it's you got to look at who and what you are. All businesses take a look at their, their business models. They realize, all right, who and what are we are? Like Pop-Tarts, for example, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, right? How can we be different than everybody else? All right, let's have this edible mascot. Let's get people talking about it. So now radio stations are talking about the Pop-Tart Bowl because they created something that they thought was cool, right? The edible mascot, right? So, yeah. No, it's talked about everywhere. I mean, sales have jumped up even on the news last night. They're sitting there and eating Pop-Tarts. We're talking about Pop-Tarts right now because they did a great job marketing. They realize, okay, what is our? how do we separate ourselves from everybody else. The Chiefs' way to separate themselves from everybody else is having a Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame tight end, and a Hall of Fame head coach. All right, how do we make them better? What can we do to give them their the resources? Because through the draft, seven out of ten picks two years ago were defense. Five out of seven this last year were defense. The only offensive picks were Rasheed Rice and Wani Morris that mm. Friday night. And my whole thing was, all right, make tonight about Patrick. Make tonight about it. everything should be around him. You pay him a half billion dollar quarterback uh, money. The quarterback is the hardest position in all professional sports. It's got the most pressure. The most eyeballs in this country are watching the quarterback. Quarterbacks make the difference 
between you winning rings or losing rings, and everybody's chasing the next Mahomes. Look at this AFC West. Think about the money, the $85 million in dead money the Broncos have. Why do they have it, Drew? They were chasing Mahomes. Yeah. And now they're screwed because they got they got a reset button. The Raiders have been chasing Mahomes, too. Last year, they bring in Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. Look, look at the Chargers. They bring in Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. They do all these moves. And now where are they at? They're back to square one because the quarterback. Yeah. you got to have a quarterback. And the Chiefs have it now built around them. I've told this before. I had Brett Veach on when he first uh, was GM. I was doing the uh, the day shift at that point. Mm. And because they already, they were already set. There was already a lot of weapons here, obviously. Mm. And one of the first orders of business was bringing Sammy Watkins to help Mahomes. He brought in guys to help Mahomes. And then he brought in Tyron Matthew for defense. They're like, we need this kind of guy on our defense. But going forward, now it's time to build up Mahomes. Put gas in the Ferrari. Don't let it just sit yeah. in your garage collecting dust. This team should be built around Patrick. It should be his receivers, his offensive line. They've already you know, showed the propensity to, to build up the offensive line. It should be about wide receivers, tight ends. It should be future. And not only that, it should be getting better on offense, seeing what the trends yeah. are. Like, Chiefs brought in Chris Alt one time a couple years ago, right, to run the pistol offense. He originated in college football, right? He gets okay. a lot of credit for it. So they brought him in as a consultant, right? Andy Reid watches a lot of college film. Yeah. Find out what teams are doing, what makes team guys successful. That's why this, this this offense needs to take a look. Why are teams beating us? What are they doing? What are we showing? Bring consultants and talk to coaches that are out of the league, whatever. Bring any kind of mind you can come in and say, what the hell are teams doing to us? How are you attacking us? Yeah, to me, I think that the, the way that the team is just being built is very similar to – what was happening with the Green Bay Packers a couple of years ago where they were building the defense up and they're like, Aaron's going to take care of everything. It's fine. We're not going to draft wide receivers. And that's how it's kind of happened. The thing that I think convinced Veach that they were okay this year is they won the Super Bowl last year with a crew that is basically the exact same as they had before because all the questions were, what are they going to be like without Tyreek Hill? They went and won the whole thing. I think in Veach's mind, we're going to go defense again. Because obviously Patrick's good enough that even with this wide receiver core, we're going to be able to do it. And now you know what is hitting the fan. And I, I think that it's going to be addressed because that's what good GMs no, do. And Veach knows what he's doing. But we're, I think they, they, they got fooled a little bit by winning it last year that yeah. they didn't need to address the offense and helping Mahomes until now. Because he, can't, he can't do it all by himself. You think a great quarterback can elevate talent. But yeah, again, exactly. look at some of the great quarterbacks in history. It doesn't necessarily go that way, yeah. Kate Manning sat there and threw it to Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Marvin Harrison's in the Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne's up for the Hall of Fame now. Brandon Stokely, they had three receivers over 1,000 yards. Yeah, you can take the Brandon Stokely's of the world and make them good. That's fine. But you better damn sure have a Reggie Wayne or a Marvin Harrison on your team. Ask uh, Joe Montana about Jerry Rice. Ask Dan Marino about Duper and Clayton. Ask about Jim Kelly about Andre Reid. you got to have a dog, man. you got to have a dog. This show needs a dog. This show needs a dustman. And, and, and I went and found one. What's up, Dusty? Not much. How are you, Binkley? Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. How's TV time? Oh, man, it's a hectic day, man. We go from uh, from one medium to the other, right? We, uh, we, it's been a fun day, man. We had a lot of fun over Cheap there at Fox Sports. Uh, no Pop Tarts, but what a, what a, I mean, we're going to get into it later. Drew and I were talking last night. What a mascot that guy was. You know what? Man. Though, you know what? I was, I was sorely disappointed in it. Yeah. I spent a lot of time talking <laughs> about the damn. First of all, it's brilliant. Pop Tarts are brilliant because people are talking about. Pop-Tarts because of yeah. how they marketed the thing. Yeah, toaster strudels are better, though. But the fact the mascot was billed as edible. 
The only edible mascot yeah. you saw was this thing that came out the side of the toaster. It should have popped out the top. Yeah. That was not a mascot, man. That was just a large Pop-Tart that they ate. No, it was, a, it was a mascot, but then he got toasted. No, but yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that mascot suit was a mascot suit. Because I always wondered how the hell you're going to wear an edible mascot. Because a lot of people thought he was going to be wearing it. Well, he went through the, the toaster at the end and became a Pop-Tart. But then again, how would he wax? Are you trying to say you don't believe? Being a Pop-Tart. Do you believe now? And it was thrown on ESPN+. Plus, <laughs> Even though these bowl games, Dusty, yeah. have been showing the post-game celebrations. Because the, right. the, the uh, companies are paying for it. Yeah. So that they can celebrate six lost teams with confetti. And, and celebrate them. So they had to go to ESPN Plus, which I did, because yeah. I had to see how this damn Pop Tart was going to be eaten. Because mm-hmm. I was that crazy about it. But I was a little bit disappointed there wasn't a uh, man made suit that was edible. Why not? Because I wanted to see it. You just want to see players start eating another human being? No. <laughs> Into cannibalism? No. I wanted to see him put, <laughs> put the other one on, then throw it. He throw went it. through the toaster but as an alive Pop Tart, and he came out as a real Pop Tart. But wear an edible one. Don't have the players eat that one, but wear an edible one yeah. during the game. Well, I was a little confused when they said edible. But they said edible mascot. Yeah, so different. what I'm saying is at least walk around the stadium, be a mascot wearing a real Pop-Tart. Yeah. That, to me, is the story. So you, want, you wanted that somebody to take a story. bite out of the side of him or whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah you did. <laughs> you eat something regular or whatever. But if you're going to say edible mascot. Yeah. Then make the damn mascot edible. Don't yeah, just but, have something pop out at the bottom. Don't have people yeah. eat the mascot. What I'm saying is at least make him an edible suit during the game. Not have the players eat. What that. if of course uh, what what bowl game would you rather see? Like an like a like a stout bowl where the where the mascot's just like a, a drinkable mascot, or like the Copenhagen bowl where everybody just takes a pinch off his shoulder and if they could do that, they, they can't because they it's can't. just 2023, almost 2024, and you know tobacco products. But yeah, I mean it'd be funny if it was like <laughs> yeah, the mascot's a can of Copenhagen. You just open up his stomach and pull out a little pincher, put it in the lip, daddy, and go with your day. The stout bowl sounds pretty cool, actually. But yeah, could would you, you imagine? Would you drink from another man if it was? The stout oh, bowl? I would oh, one large beer run around though, that'd be tempting. <laughs> yeah. be tempting you see like, like Binkley at the uh, end of Happy Gilmore. That's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. But really, it's like, that's my stout. But if you're going to bill it as an edible mascot, yeah. have the damn mascot be edible. Nah, man, I thought it was great last night. I thought that I thought that mascot was great. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, how was uh, how was this morning doing Fesco? You ready to go home, take a nap, and get ready for this Mizzou uh, Ohio State game? Yeah, I'm. 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 Uh, I'm Seven fifteen, baby. Seven fifteen. Well, Drew came in, did the yeah. round table. Yeah. He's wearing his uh, Chiefs gear. Yeah. Well, right. he's wearing his AJ Stripes, Green jersey. Striped up. That's it. Romo Dunze, they said, has a lot of AJ Green. A lot of AJ Everybody's Green. getting compared to AJ Green, it seems like. Uh, AJ Green was so Dan Olaski saying that Justin I Ross is the next. was more like AJ Green earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Different AJ Green. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Ross apparently is, is a lot like AJ Green. T. Uh, Higgins is a lot like AJ Green. Oh, yeah. Reminds me of AJ Green. How about oh, that? Did you, you like that catch uh, T. Higgins had the other day? Best catch. Best catch of the year. Best catch probably in a decade. Is that catch better than the Odell Beckham? No. I, I don't know, think. man. Just to, just to, <laughs> just to know where you're at. It was nasty. Dude. I mean, he could do it. The one thing in a Chiefs jersey, it looked better. The one thing funny about T. Higgins was yeah. how complimentary he was about Arrowhead fans. Like he went the complete opposite of Jamar. Maybe that's foreshadowing. I know, but he was, <laughs> but he was like, I'm not taking the Chiefs out of the, the bidding equation here. Yeah, like, like he was very complimentary to the Arrowhead crowd. That was diff weight like. Yeah, hundred degree difference. You guys kind of have like the Kansas City man and the Cincinnati kid show going on over here. I mean, Drew is decked the f out <laughs> in, Kansas, in in Cincinnati gear, orange hoodies, AJ Green jersey, and then you just got Mister Kansas City. Have clothes on. <laughs> okay, I'm lucky you have clothes on. I don't know what I'd have done if I came in here and you just buck naked. I have a barbecue head on the t-shirt, man. Shorts though, too big. Shorts. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah, there's no pants. It's got to be <laughs> under thirty degrees. Let's be honest. This December has been a tropical. 
It's it has been. been. I mean, it, I was looking at the Long Ranger through, mm-hmm. like, January. Yeah. It's all going to be, like, 40s and 30s. But these shorts may not come off. Like, there's a good chick. Last not year even on New Year's Eve at midnight? Last year it got in a zero, so I had to wear pants for about three or four days. What are the chances you get a kiss at midnight? Well, I'll be here probably till about 11 mm-hmm. with post, mm-hmm. but uh, I've said the chances are pretty slim. Oh, like slim than nuts. Still a chance, oh. though. I would say. So I, you're I don't saying even think, there's no, a chance. I'm Get an hour. There's no chance, Drew. I don't think there'll be no kiss for Binkley at midnight. I don't think so. Mm. Kiss on a long neck. It'll be a post game, then a quick trip to the Waffle House. We'll be good. You're gonna go to Waffle House on New Year's Eve. And if you stout, you gotta so do carry out so you can take it home with you. I wish this uh, in Atlanta they have a Waffle House beer. That's the, eggs, well, yeah. that's the originated uh, place. I know. Waffle. I don't have a case. What is your Waffle House order? Uh, definitely hash browns. I like the mm-hmm. you know jalapenos in them. Do all that. I, so peppered. And I eat waffles. Like I eat waffles. At the, I know it sounds weird, yeah. but I eat waffles. And I like I like. Uh, I, basically, I stick with waffles. I, eat some I do the uh, I do the all star special. And biscuits I get, and gravy. Oh, you get the biscuits and gravy at waffles. Like okay, mm-hmm. I get the all star special: crispy hash browns, smothered, covered, diced, peppered, uh, eggs over medium, sausage patty, wheat toast, waffle, add chocolate chips. You know Gus Malzahn when he was coach at Auburn. That's where he went after every game. Like literally, Auburn fans really? go see him at the wall. Like, I, we're, I'm not paid by him or whatever, but I've actually eaten there before on Christmas. You know, Dusty, like I love that damn place. If you said that a little bit slower, you would be Mike Leach, essentially. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, no you, doubt. You'd be Mike that was Leach. The, guy the way too. that you just described best. that, uh, that is that is Leach. I just I I've him been on to mascots. Oh my! God. I've been to Waffle House fifty times in my life. Twenty five sober, twenty five hammered. Yeah, that's um, the thing about it. Same thing every time. Uh, every time, all star special, man. Crispy hash brown, smothered, covered, diced, peppered. Have you ever played their jukebox? I used to. Back then, I used to always play Alan Jackson. They actually, they have a theme song. If you looked in there, there's a Waffle House. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we played it. There's a Waffle do House they, theme song. Do they still make the Waffle House stout? Remember when they had that the other, like, a couple years ago? I don't know about that, but the kegs and eggs is real okay. popular. But they don't sell it at the restaurant. You can't buy beer at the restaurant. I made kegs and eggs four years in a row at Warrensburg's Homecoming, and that is a tough feat to have. That's like a... Make kegs and egg beer. I would say that that's probably as... I don't know. I'd brag as much as saying that's making five straight AFC home championship games for Patrick Mahomes. Really? Dude, that's homecoming impressive. in Warrensburg is a whole nother world. You go out all night on Friday night. Um, you stay up all night. And then at 6 a.m. the bars open and you go have kegs and eggs. And then you go home around like, I don't know, 10. You put a new thing of clothes on. You make it to the kickoff at noon. Watch the game. You go home. You take a nice little nap. And you go out Saturday night. That's the home. Four of the years in a row. Hill winner. Good. The division two Heisman. And he's coming back. Yeah, yeah he's going to come back. Uh, Big, I really do appreciate this, man. Um, this I man. hope you had a great Christmas. I know you were here during the game. I hope you have a great New Year. Thanks. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Um, be nicer. <laughs> like, seriously, like I'm. Have kind you of been? A, have you been an ass? I'm kind of an ass. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm really old times, and I, I just I realized <laughs> that, and I was like, you know, like this. Yeah. Just the way you, you know, when, when I talk to people on the phone or whatever, like a. You're never an ass to me on the phone. No, not 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 people I know. Oh, like, like businesses like, or whatever. Yeah, like telemarketers and like, like spam. Like, you, you, you do you answer scam likely? No, yeah, I, I tell them to screw <laughs> off. But you wait on hold for like thirty minutes or whatever, and then you yeah. finally get on. And I, yeah. I've been kind of an a hole. Okay, but just be nice. You okay. know, just just you know, everybody's trying to do their job. Just. I'm just trying to put a smile on my face. Be nice. There you go. Yeah. Like Drew comes in and mingles stuff. I was nice to him, you know? But deep down, you had inner thoughts that were like, this son of a buck. 
I mean, I, you know, there was a few things. Like, I was going to ask him if he was dropped on his head as a kid, but oh I didn't. Oh, my God. I didn't, though. I, I was well, not. it's still 2023. You can still technically be an ass. You've got uh, you got two days of right. uh, being an ass. So you can still do that if you want. It's not 2024 yet, but uh, I do appreciate you, man. I uh, love you to death. You're like a brother to me, father, Thanks all that man. kind of stuff. Uh, Ooh, have a great new year. A grandfather? Oh. No, like a father. You okay. could be my grandfather. Thank you. That or I'd be a lot older than I am, and I don't want to get there yet. Well, you, I feel yeah. like I'm still ripe. People think you are my kid. All right. Well, we could. <laughs> Pitt State could have been rowdy. Uh, for Drew, that's Binkley. Coming up on the other side, we're going to dive into what Jamar Chase said and why I hate that this game is in Week 17. It makes all the sense in the world to play this game much, much earlier. This year is an example of itself. You're listening to Cody and Golden 610 Sports Radio. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well played. Is, is this what you're cranking up at Waffle House? I mean, House? if you play Chattahoochee, where it gets hotter than Hoochie Coochie, which I still to this day don't know what that means, as he'll explain right here. Uh. 913-586-7610. Wrong answers only. What is a Hoochie Coochie? And this will be the last time I ever uh, go on air. <laughs> I was going to say this is going to open up <laughs> yeah, Pandora's box. Oh, yeah. Uh, 913. Dusty is a Pine Street legend. My name is written on a brick somewhere down there. Uh, when I was down there, that bar was called Nine Bar? I think it had a plane in the building. I know that. It was originally called Smitty's, and then it changed to something else. But there's a brick somewhere. If it still stands up high, middle of the backside, uh, Dusty Likens was here, 2012. Mm. How are you today, Drew? Good. How are you? You fired up? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a... Uh, had a good start. Had a little whistle stop coffee shop right down the street from my house in uh, downtown Lee Summit. Popped over television. Popped over radio. First time in my life I've ever done that. So wrapped up, uh, wrapping up twenty twenty three uh, with a uh, with an explosive day, and I'm happy for it because it's a, it's 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 nice. It's crispy outside. It feels like December. We're getting into the winter months, which means you know football kind of gets a little bit more uh, ramped up. You kind of get close to that ho- uh, the playoff season, and then. Uh, 
I've kind of got a bone to pick, but uh, I also I mm. love slash hate what we're about to hear. They know, I, they know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is, but it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. I don't even know who that is. Is that number six? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. Just a guy to me. He ain't Jesse Bates to me. You want me to go comparisons? I, it's not the same. But, you know, I'm just adding fire to the few right now. They're going to take this run with it. Hope they put it in the locker, but... It's all right, though. As long as I'm mentally ready to play, I got to be. This feels by design a little bit. What? To give them a little bit. After the fight, like you just mentioned. Is it, or did you just decide? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, lo- I love it. And I love it, too, Jamar. I really do. Um, I really, really do. Um, because I love that someone is you know, kind of keeping what is maybe a deflated rivalry this year, just due to because there's no Joe Burrow, the Chiefs haven't been the Chiefs, and they kind of have their own issues. But, yeah, there's no Joe Burrow. There's no, you know, there's no real pop, I think, that we've seen, like, at this time in, in recent years of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, everything's kind of been answered, solved. But I'm okay with Jamar Chase doing this. Like, his voice seems a little different than in years past. And this is the same Jamar Chase that uh, was frustrated earlier in the year that said, I'm always open. He's 7-11. And then, of course, the next game he goes out and, uh, and does his thing. The other thing about this, too, if you probably remember this, Drew, it kind of gives me some vibes of 2003 when I think the Chiefs were like, what, 8-0? Maybe they were 9-0. And mm-hmm. since he came to town and Ocho Cinco was like, we'll beat him. I guarantee we'll beat him. And... They were on the Chiefs were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which back in the day when people used to read magazines, that was like the original Madden curse. That was up there with like the Chunky Soup curse. If you were on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you lost the next week. And the Chiefs were Chad Ochocinco, or I think at the time Chad Johnson had said, "We're going to win. I guarantee it." They did, Um, and that kind of was a little bit of a of of an annoyance. And then you have Jamar Chase coming here and saying, "You know, nothing really special," but he went on to keep saying all these things. And he brings up Jalen Ramsey and he brings up, you know, other corners. Whereas we all know what Legereus needs done, right? Legereus needs not a lot of touchdown this year. There has not been a wide receiver one to have a hundred yards. I think, uh, what is it? Is it James Palmer? Is that who it is in, in Los Angeles? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I just don't know if that's the same guy that does NFL network as well. Um, but you have Palmer who had a hundred. I believe Christian Kirk had a hundred. And outside of that, I don't know if I'm missing somebody, but no other receiver has had 100 yards against the Chiefs. Devonta Smith didn't do it. A.J. Brown didn't do it. Justin Jefferson didn't do it. Amara St. Brown didn't do it. Nobody did it. And Jamar Chase knows what he's doing, right? I think right now on that team, he's the leader. He's the voice. He's the, he's the alpha male. This, if you're a Cincinnati fan, this is what you want. Rub salt in the wound. The Chiefs are down. But on the other side, on the other side, be ready. Right. Like this rivalry is still very, very fresh. Um, It kind of reminds me of like maybe like an open cut that's got a scab over it. And then you've just re-aggravated it out of nowhere and it bleeds again. And by the time we get to Friday, which is exactly what happened, right? Monday, Christmas, Tuesday, day after Christmas, Wednesday, still worried about this offense. Is it rock bottom against the Raiders? And then you get this marvelous quote from Jamar Chase that just goes on and on and on. He's like, maybe they'll put it in their locker room. Maybe they won't. No, they heard it. They heard it loud and clear, and it's the best thing because you're calling out the defense. Who's the number two defense in the NFL? And if they play somewhat better than the Browns defense did against the Jets last night, which they still play good, they have a chance to be the number one defense in the NFL, and they're going up against T. Higgins. And what I would assume from the comments, Jamar Chase plans on playing in this game. 
Uh, yeah, I, w- I would assume he does as well. Yeah. I think I think you you had the. I'm glad that he said it too because one, it adds to the it, it keeps the rivalry going more than the traditional. Oh, you know, we're we're playing against them and they're you know we played them a lot and all that other stuff. It adds a little bit of that fuel to the fire, as as Jamar was saying. I do think it is. It's not necessarily dangerous, but because he knows what he's doing, he is a lot mm-hmm. like Ocho Cinco though, which I think is. I don't know if it's comforting for Bengals fans to hear that right. because they're used to it, but having a guy that that'll talk the talk regardless of what happens and yeah. he'll go out and play. Um, I do think that, that if you're, if you're Spags, I mean, he, he mentioned, he said Sneed's their best player, period. Didn't mention Chris Jones. I don't know if he was just talking about the defense in general or the secondary specifically, but McDuffie was left out of this conversation, said they, they've gone and they've drafted players. They double everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something if you're Spags, you just, you know, poke them a little bit this week. Hey, they don't even know who you are like that. Mm-hmm. They, they don't think you're as good as you are. Like, I mean, there's a way that you can, can take it in and spice it up. So I'm sure that they've used it. And I, I feel like you knew that, you know, that they would come ready regardless because it is the Bengals and because yeah. they've had that past. And I mean, they're one in three over the last three seasons against them. So they've, the Bengals have technically had their number more lately, obviously last year, getting in and then going to win the whole thing right. uh, was the icing on the cake. But this is a game where you always know they should be ready for, as opposed to the Raiders game, which I feel like for some reason, I don't know if they came out lackadaisical because it was Christmas time or if they just weren't fully in the game, but they got off to such a bad start. I would expect them to come ready to go and be on their absolute best from the first second of the game, as opposed mm-hmm. to, waiting to get into it until it's the second quarter, until it's a couple of drives into the game, like we've seen here over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and my bad on the on the date and the record, sorry. It was I was it was a younger Dusty than they were Chiefs were nine and oh the game was in Cincinnati, but the the narrative is still there that Chad Johnson called to win. Um here's what I like about it. No one's really I mean, no one's really kind of taking shots at the Chiefs. Right? And it's only the Bengals, yeah. And, and, you know, Max Crosby and the Raiders did their, uh, what was it, uh, the Big Chief or whoever the rapper was they were listening to, and the that's the blank I don't like was the song they were playing, smoking cigars after their mm-hmm. victory and and possibly another bus uh, lap around the stadium. But no one's really kind of, like, hit the Chiefs. And the reason I like this is because if you are going to do this, after a team, in my opinion, has hit rock bottom – you better hope that you can at least sustain some sort of game, right? And if you do wake up a sleeping giant, you might be waking up the offense because the defense is, in my mind, the best in the league. I think it's better than Cleveland's. I like the corners better in Kansas City. I like the linebacking core better in Kansas City and Cleveland. I get it. Their corner and their secondaries are very, very good. But again, consistently. Yeah. And the thing that I like about this is, one, the Danny Parkins staple of more hate in sports, uh, more love in the world. You need rivalries, right? Yeah. You need them. And this is a game that lost a lot of buzz because this is a game that's being played in week 17. And the NFL gambled when they did the schedule. And to me, the juice isn't worth uh, the squeeze when it comes to having a game this late. Because we know the NFL year in and year out, right? Injuries are going to happen. They've happened this year. Every quarterback, I feel, has been, like, hurt except maybe seven. Almost all of them that got hurt are out for the season. And 
this is a game, Drew, and I think you can agree to this. This is a game that needs to be played before week 10. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that there is this rivalry, it is the freshest rivalry in the AFC because it's been the most prominent one. And if you play this game before week 10, I'm assuming, I know you don't always want to assume because when you assume, boom, to quote uh, Romeo Cornell from back in the day, but this is a game where like it needs to be Mahomes versus Burrow. It needs to be that Chiefs secondary versus Higgins and Jamar Chase. It needs to be Cincinnati, Kansas City. I understand that when the schedule comes out, and if I went back and checked the tape from St. Joe, I originally never liked this game because the reason I don't like this game is three reasons. Injuries. Um, it's late in the season where the schedule could have already played itself out to where like you're, it, you're resting guys. And yeah. it looked like maybe it was going to be that way because uh, Cincinnati was really down early on. And then Burrow came back, kind of got him back in that fire. They looked like, okay, here we go. Here's Cincinnati. Then Burrow again hurt. Yep. Browning comes in. He's done very well. Uh, in my opinion, as their backup quarterback, but now you're, and then you're, you're hoping that this game is a banger on new year's Eve, 325. It goes right into the evening when all, everybody does their thing, whatever you do on new year's Eve, house party, apartment party, bar party, whatever it is. And to me, now you're here and it's like, well, it's somewhat deflated, right? Like it is, we don't yeah. know yet a hundred percent if Lamar, if, uh, if Jamar chase is going to play. We uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep our eyes on Snead and the calf injury today in the in the final injury report, and the Chiefs are lost and on the offensive side at least. So you play this game week seven, week eight. To me, that's where this game and this matchup needs to be played. Have the Chiefs versus like Detroit in week seventeen, where it's an AFC NFC matchup, or mm. you know maybe at that point everybody is um, you know at that point where it's like, all right, Detroit's in, Kansas City's in. It doesn't really matter if one lose to the other, plus it's NFC, AFC. But I just think this game has to be played before week 10. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it it can't be done week one because it's, it's too early for that. I, you would love to have it be like the Thursday night matchup to start off the season, but it's too early because the teams haven't quite gotten to their, you know, third, fourth gear yet. Yeah. You want it to be late enough where both teams are kind of clicking on all cylinders. They're healthy enough, as you said, and it's not late enough in the season where they're thinking about resting guys or playoff, you know, spots could have already been locked in and divisions locked up and all that other stuff too. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that because the, the good thing about it is just looking in years past, we've had the matchup. When, when was the earliest that they played during the regular season before they matched it? When the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, that was like a week 14 or 15, I think. Um, even that would be fine. Like when, when the Chiefs played the Bills, that would be a good time to have yeah. Bengals, Chiefs even. It's got to be somewhere in that week, you know, 9 to 13 window, I think, for it to get the most juice out of it, where in all likelihood, hopefully everybody would be healthy. Because at that point, too, even now Pacheco mm-hmm. and Clyde are, are injured. I mean, there, there's a lot. It seems like this year we've had more injuries than we have previously, but I feel like every year we say that. Right. Um, particularly with the quarterbacks, makes it interesting. But, yeah, the game is not as big, I think, as it has been in years past, maybe because the Bengals have haven't had Joe Burrow. And just the fact that Burrow's not playing makes it a little bit less of a big deal. Plus the injuries uh on, on the Chiefs side. Yeah, it's just and the and like the text line said the the matchup was exactly two years ago and it was in week seventeen. It was week seventeen, yeah. okay. And they were and they were healthy. But again, like I understand that what the NFL is doing is banking that the two 
I would say the two best teams in the AFC throughout the past three years are playing for the number one seed. Like that's the obvious, obviously, right? That's what that was the hope. That's what everybody wants. Like this is the games can come down to the one or the two seed. And then we get the rematch fresh in the AFC championship game again. But again, the other thing you're risking is the entire season, the health of the season, the, the, the positions of the team at where they're at. And to me, all of that is not worth waiting until week 17. Cause here we are week 17, no Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes and that offense are completely lost. Maybe some would say broken, but they just seem like there needs to be accountability. We've heard all week, but that to me is why I don't like the week 17 game. Um, I feel like the game has been locked. The game has been locked into that 325 slide. Cause I know Rob earlier on round mm-hmm. table was like, I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't switch it to like the one slate because you have the Ravens and Dolphins playing. Obviously yeah. that is way more juice in terms of the seating and all the other stuff, given how the season has played out. But I feel like this game, it's been the Nansen Romo special for the last three years right. and they wanted it and they kept it. And the only way that I think that game would have been flexed and switched as if the Bengals were six and eight instead of right. eight and six. Because they, and they both had no chance of the playoffs. Playoff. Yeah, they both have the the playoff. Because I was surprised that they were going to keep eight and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah eight and seven. I was surprised that they were going to keep uh, that game at three twenty five. But I'm glad they did. Um, I know there were some beat writers like Pete Sweeney who will join the show here in a couple couple minutes. But uh, that way they can have their New Year's Eve. But I just Baltimore Miami for noon, so you can kind of have your relaxation high octane game. And then go to your destination. If you're doing the house party at three o'clock, get ready for Chiefs and Bengals uh, after that. Do we have enough time to kind of dive into a little bit of college football playoffs? Yeah, we got five or minutes. Do you want to save it? It's up to you. I, I'm you. You know, I'm down to talk, and I can. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like Bink when it comes to college football. I can. We can right. go into the rabbit holes and everything. Well, there's a little bit of pressure on Mizzou tonight. Mizzou, mm. you win. We got a clean sweep. Right. So there's that part of it. You know, they win Could all three the top, top lo- five. Maybe. Yeah. And all three local schools would have won their bowl game. KU looked amazing. Now, again, you could be like, well, they played UNLV. I don't care. A win wins a win. Jason Bean was out there with a hose. They get what? Four fifty plus. He had th- six touchdowns, three picks, but like everybody yeah. looked like they were just ready to just explode on the offensive side. Then you get the news that Neil's coming back next year. All those receivers in that game are coming back next year. Plus Jaden Daniels is coming back next year. A lot of fun there for Kansas. Then you look at last night. That was actually a pretty good game. Like K state and that game against NC state, which I love NC state because they're the wolf pack. I just, not because of the old dirty werewolf nickname, because that's dead and gone, okay. but uh, because of the NWO, like you don't turn your back on the mm. wolf pack. Yeah. One of the greatest intro songs of all time in the in, uh, WCW, uh, the red and black, you know, two sweet, whatever you want to do. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. That's right. Um, but that game was great. And then the whole, we were talking about earlier, the whole mascot thing. That mascot, dude, nailed it. There was never a dull moment. He smacked the ref on the ass in the middle of the game and the ref couldn't eat. The ref broke character. He did. That broke character <laughs> because. Oh man, that was funny. You know, I forgot about that. Yeah. And was dancing, was getting the crowd hyped up, oh, yeah. like getting them to get loud and then cut them quiet. And then it, the very, the very beginning of the game it popped out of a toaster 
And then at the end of the game, it did like the whole like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 2, like putting the thumbs up, going into the melted steel, uh. and then came out as a real Pop-Tart, and the, the coach and the players are eating it and chucking it. So something that seemed very corny and very dumb played well. actually turned out to be all right. Now, I'm sure there's still some people that are like eye-rolling and, oh, spare me. It was dumb. It was stupid. It was a Pop-Tart Bowl. You're a 36-year-old male getting way too excited for this. It's college no, football. It was new. It was, it was, it was original and they took everything you would think that this would be. And they went a little bit further. So I'm okay with that. And I, I love that. And I'm happy with it. And K state won. uh, their quarterback, Avery Johnson looked great. He looks really good. That's something fun to look forward to next year. If you're a wildcat fan, absolutely. You got that young kid coming back with all that beautiful hair and that speed and that vision. I thought he looked really, really good. Um, and then tonight, you got a big one at 715. Mizzou, I think, now is five and a half point underdogs. That line has moved a little bit. Uh, they'll play the, the Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State uh, football team over there. And I think I said this day on Fox 4, we're all rooting for Mizzou. Whether you're a KU fan, whether you're a K-State fan, you don't root for the evil, the evil empire in Ohio State. Ohio yeah, State's always good. They're always yeah. there. Half their team's not playing or supposedly like a bunch of their players aren't playing. Guess what? The guys that are going to play are still five-star recruits. They're still going to be good. Most of that defense is going to play. There's a great story for Mizzou and Schrader. Brady Cook, you know, a lot of scrutiny the last couple of years, played pretty well the last few games of the season for Mizzou had been that leader that they yep. needed. Didn't turn the ball over, had his big hiccup game against LSU. Wasn't a great game. They're 10 and two, man. They're playing in the cotton bowl. And this is kind of a team that most of these guys are coming back next year. And next year's a big year for Mizzou with recruits, with transfers and with the expansion of the college football playoffs, where a lot of Mizzou fans that I know are like, of course it's next year, the year that the Missouri Tigers <laughs> right. prior would have been in it. But look, you ought to be in that same situation. There's guys like Carrington Harrison who are diehard Mizzou guys that are like, look, with the recruits and the transfers and this team and their head coach now at the system the that is playing out, next year. you're top 12 or bust. So I really like that, and nothing would get that uh, season uh, seasoned more than a big win over a big school and a big bowl game in the Cotton Bowl tonight at 7-15. Yeah, I think it, the, the whole big, the big 12 would be really interesting between KU and K-State for that reason. They could be two of the top dogs and uh, the Big 12 along with Arizona coming over. Of course, Prime coming over yeah. is going to be a big conversation. But yeah, the, the Mizzou should be have those expectations for the playoff because the, the 2024 schedule is very favorable given the expansion mm -hmm. and Oklahoma and Texas coming over. Plus, if you can, if they lock in 10 wins, they're not going to play in the conference title game. But a 10-2 and two record next year probably gets you into that 11 or 12 spot depending on who you beat. I feel like... All the guys coming back, Brady Cook, Luther Burden. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the Schrader story, of course, but you get the transfers and the good recruiting class. I, I feel like it is a great way to get the new era of college football started, if you will, at the playoff with that expectation being there for Mizzou. Um, trying to piggyback off of what they did this year. I think it's only right that that is the expectation, given right. how good they looked. And you get those guys coming back, obviously, the big boost um, in confidence that you'll have going into next year. Is Luther Burden going to be a top 10 pick next year? I'm trying to think of other wide receivers in uh, who are not going into the draft. Uh, he, he's got to be, I would say. Because he's not obviously Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a top, what, four pick? Yeah, which makes me, I wonder if he's not, he, he'll, 
You gonna go like that Zay Flowers range, first like eighteen, round seventeen, yeah. first somewhere round in the high l- teens. First round lock, I'd say probably top twenty. Yeah. Somebody says from the nine one three blank Mizzou. <laughs> I knew that was coming. And then the other nine one three number, different number, but same area code. No way, I'm rooting for Mizzou. Dusty, are you on psychedelics again? Not yet. I feel like I, I, I've, I'm new to the KU Mizzou hate. You understand why they call it the border war? I, I get it. It is very rich on both sides it of the fandom. It's very much like you get with Alabama and Auburn or Duke and North Carolina. It's like, yeah. look, I don't care who they're playing. I'm not rooting for them at all. When do uh, when do Mizzou and KU football play again? Has that been I announced? Know. I know it was announced. Is it 2025? But for some reason, 2024 is hitting me in the head. Tell the 913 to shove it up their ass. We can do this all day <laughs> if you want. Mizzou versus 2025, KU. 2025, September 6th. Okay. And then they do it again in 2026. Yeah, so it's two more years. Boy, could that game get juicy in a couple of years. If they're yeah. both going up because... Look, every local school, and I know we got to get to a break because we got to get Pete on the phone. Every local school is set with their head coach. I don't think Leopold's going anywhere. I don't think Kleiman's going anywhere. I definitely don't think Drinkwitz is going anywhere with what he's building at Mizzou. Yep. Which means, the obvious, the foundation's building. I wish the game was, was this upcoming season. No you doubt. Kidding me? Holy no crap. doubt, dude. No doubt. Put that thing at Arrowhead in the middle of December, oh. get some snow going, even though it's in September. Oh, man. Only Tigers I'll cheer for from Fort Hayes State. There we go. There we go. All right. All right. Calm down. It's the new year. Anyway, just actually bring all the smoke. Bring it all on. I love it. I'll be the I'll be the Don King of the Mizzou KU battle. Coming up next, my guy and good friend, Pete Sweeney, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride. He joins Cody and Gold, a.k.a. Dusty and Drew, here on 610 Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beauty Rest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.